0: Hello. You're back on board with Isle of Dogs now. Mm. Mm. You live in the Isle of Dogs lifestyle. Oh my god! You're I'm watching the in. movie over and over again. You've come around on it. Oh my god! Have I come around? What have Context. you found in the movie that you didn't find before?
1: <sighs> we talked about this on a previous episode. Talked about back to work. Blah, 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 that I was concerned that it was very uh, brutal. Unnecessarily brutal. There was lots of scary dog stuff. Uh, I told my daughter about it. We watched pretty much every shred of video we could see about it, including lots of like um, promotional stuff, you know, like YouTube promotional stuff, but also like a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, interviews, and just like every shred of what she could see of the movie before it was available to watch. And I, you know, talked to her about why I thought it. She definitely, as I said, didn't want to see it in the theater. But the more she saw this, she kind of became a little obsessed with it. And I became a little obsessed with it.
0: What is and her like, obsession with Daddy's Forbidden Movie of Mystery?
1: <laughs> Stranger's offering you a treat. Um, and uh, we both got kind of obsessed with it. And we were both really looking forward to, like, when it would be available to watch at home. And, uh, which it's still not. But, uh, so what happened? She, I mean, she got very into it. She was like like the character in my uh, little icon there, like Tracy. She loves, so interested in the character of Tracy and wants to know everything about her. And like I said before, though, despite my, you know, misgivings about my discomfort with elements of it in the theater to the point where I was always like, almost like, I don't know if I want to sit through this thing. It seems awful. And, and of course, the kind of awfully tidy ending Uh, I was really looking forward to it. Crazy, crazy thing happened. So we're out of town. I I texted you about this. This is how you know this. Um, we were out of town and it was weird out of town on my wife's business. And she had gone away for two nights or one night to do her business. And we had daddy daughter room service night. And we're like, well, let's see just for fun. We'll see what's on the overpriced pay-per-view. And believe it or not, it pops up. I love dogs. You can, don't get me started on this hotel. I'm so angry about this hotel. That's no sweet. Anyway, uh, uh, they said it's right there and you can watch it. And of course, it was 20 bucks, but I was like, you know, that's what it would cost if we went and saw it at the theater, the two of us on this terrible, terrible little screen in SD. She was riveted. We watched it almost all the way through. So the deal is, I guess, once you rent it in the room, you get it, I don't know, till midnight or no, no, you get it for, I guess, 24 hours because we watched it twice that night and watched most of it again the next morning. And uh, she was besotted. She loved it. And I loved it. So what changed? I mean, I don't know. I felt I was less, obviously I was less anxious because I knew what was coming. And now I knew she knew what was coming. And after we'd gotten through the scene with the cage and I had, like I said, against my better instincts, I had said, look, it's going to, that's going to be okay. It's not what it seems. It is sad to see what's in that cage, but it's not what it seems. You know, as you know, I don't usually do that. But once you're past that point, I was like, you know, we're, we're through most of the really bad stuff. And she was really relieved. And she loved it.
0: So why did your opinion of it change? Is it just because you weren't spending time worrying about how your daughter might feel about it? I think I know why. Um,
1: I try, this might come up in a topic tonight, I try so hard, above all else, whether, I've, whether I'm spoiler-free, partial spoiler, whatever it is, trailers, no trailers, a thing I do try to do is, I don't know, this Robert e, Roger Ebert-ish idea, which is like, I want to go into the theater and see a movie on its own terms, which in the best of circumstances means you don't know anything about it. In the best of circumstances, you don't know what other people think about it. You don't know how you're supposed to think about it, right? And my problem was, on the one hand, as I said, as I stipulated, I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is possibly one of the great movies. I think it is an extraordinary movie, And the more you watch it and the more you learn about it, the more you appreciate how extraordinary it is. And I think I went in with two two problems. First of all, I went in with a very high bar, which was the trailer was so good. And knowing how much I love Fantastic Mr. Fox, my bar was very, very high. Bad on me. And the other thing was, as soon as I started feeling like, hmm, there sure are a lot of title cards and hmm, there sure are a lot of explanations. Oh my God, there's so much violence. So in addition to the high bar, then I was feeling really put off by the grittiness, what I perceived as the grittiness of it. And I was bummed because I wanted my daughter to be able to love this as much as she loved Mr. Fox. Again, bad on me. And so I sat there like, meh, for most of the movie. And then by the time I got to the end, I was kind of rolling my eyes. The difference this time, she got to see it, knowing to brace herself for some things that might be scary. But I went in getting to Oddly enough, enjoy it. It's like a lot of people talk about with Solo. Like once you know that like it's 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 just a good movie, it's not like the best Star Wars movie, a lot of people go in and say they really enjoyed it because your expectations have been calibrated. And in my case, I burned off all the negative stuff and got to enjoy it as a Wes Anderson fantastical romp. And I I really, it, it, it features so much of the stuff that I love about Wes Anderson movies. Uh, and so that's, I think that's why I enjoyed it. Uh, when it went too high a bar the first time too sensitive about the content and I, I saw past many 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 of the flaws <laughs> the next three times i saw it and i uh, i really love it
0: how much of your daughter liking it do you think is a side effect of the fact that you watched it in sd in a hotel room on a vacation
1: uh certainly a part of it Travel is, travel is a time when this does come up a lot, when little funny bits of serendipity just make us happy. And sometimes it has to do with entertainment. It could be that it's bedtime. We got the lights off and the sleep timer is on. And it's like one of our favorite episodes of Bob's Burgers that we've seen 15 times is on in a hotel room. And uh, that seems really exciting. It could be something like we go somewhere and see a lot of people who are really into something that we think of as being our thing, And that's like really exciting. She sees lots of people walking around with like, I don't know, repping the kind of thing that she likes. That's exciting. I think it's seeing something happy and familiar out of context and feeling like you got a little bit of a lanyap, like you got a little bit of a special. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I don't know what lanyap means.
1: It's uh, Cajun or Creole for a little something extra. I think it's what it means. Something, something given, given as a as bonus. bonus or extra gift, yeah all right, but it's so someone when something serendipitous happens, it sounds like I'm only talking about entertainment here, but um it's just when something cool comes along, well, okay, so like when we went to the hot topic at the mall and they had all this great um Miyazaki stuff, yeah, I know it's like shirts from a mall, but she got a Ponyo shirt and it made her really happy, and like little things like that um I just I think that like in that case, you're Especially when you're traveling, it's so sort of uh, both boring and intense by turns. And then when you get to do something kind of fun that feels familiar, but like contextually special, uh, it can become something that becomes very memorable. Like when we first went to Disneyland, like, we have, you know, you have bits in your family. And when we first went to Disneyland, we were so excited to be at Disneyland and we would just leave on that dumb Disneyland channel. I don't know if you have that at Disney World, but it's just this dumb channel that runs on a loop telling you about the parks. And we watched that thing like 10 times. And so there's this phrase from that that's still in our vernacular today. Beloved characters. And that just became a funny thing in our family now as we say, beloved characters. Things like that happen. That becomes part of your family lore. So I think the fact that she knew that I felt weird about it and then she got into it and she liked it. I don't know. Do you get things like this?
0: Uh, That's why I mentioned it. I thought that might be a factor. Was she missing school for this trip? Jesus. You're not, you're not allowed to say because the school police will come and get you? You're, you're basically, you're causing really, your school you're really, you're really, to be unfunded? You're like
1: a, yeah, you're like a dog with a bone. One time. One time we go to Washington for my wife's work. One time. One time. It was I, last I, year. I
0: don't know if she was missing school. I don't know if it was a weekend trip or if it was like during the mm-hmm. week.
1: You don't know. I don't know. No. School had ended.
0: School's we over re- already? Really?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, School's out for summer? Mm-hmm. School's out forever. Mm-hmm. We, went, uh, we went to uh, Providence. For just under a week.
0: Well, that's nice. Oh, hmm. well, I'm I mean, it's glad not, you it's not great, uh, Are You you're in a hotel in Providence. I thought you had like family you stayed with there.
1: We do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. You know. I mean, do you stay with family when you go places?
0: Eh, it depends.
1: I mean, it seems like a real quality of life issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it works. It works. If it doesn't, it doesn't.
1: I mean, you know, we we're very uh hobbit holy in a lot of ways. Maybe not mm-hmm. as much as you, but we're pretty hob hobbit holy. Like I, I, I like <laughs> that I can go into a hotel and turn off all of the lights and close all of the shades and yeah. clip them shut and put tape over all the holes and cracks, and I will get a really, really, really good night's sleep in a hotel room. And I would not get that with uh like a relative who just had a adorable adorable
0: baby. So you go over to a relative's house and you and you put their remote in a plastic bag, you get some uh, dirty looks. <laughs>
1: My wife had to slap the remote out of my hand at my nephew's house. My ne- nephew and whatever niece-in-law. Oh God! Why, why is that? She's, why do you think
0: the TV? Uh, you were trying to change the settings. Yeah,
1: they weren't. They weren't there. What, is she, what they- does she care if you change the settings? Wait a second. <gasps> because it's going to make her look bad, but
0: like, well, but you, my, just, uh, you do it secretly. You don't like, you're just doing it. Like no one's watching. No one should be watching. You just be like that. You don't make they a big production out of it. You just do it.
1: Okay. So they were, my sister-in-law, uh, my nephew's mom was babysitting with the new baby. And we went over to see her and see the baby and see the dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll send you a picture of such a cute baby. And, um, and I was this close. I was this close. It was so shiny, John. It looks so bad. It looks, and that, they live with that all the time. They think that's what TV looks like.
0: Yeah, I, I visited my parents and I. they got a new TV and I could not believe what I saw. Like, it, I was talking to Todd about this the other day. Like, at first, because we were watching uh, Netflix, we were watching Lost in Space and I had never seen the series before. And so we just started playing. It's the first thing I've ever seen playing on this television. I look at it and I'm like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Is Netflix shooting in high frame rate like the Hobbit movies? Right. Like, do it's, you remember those?
1: Yeah, no, I do. Uh, the Hobbit movies. Yeah, and they were shot at of like what 120 frames or
0: something Crazy? i don't remember what i but but yeah, i saw them in the theater in high frame rate because i want to see what that was like i'm like maybe this is the thing netflix is doing and i got like you know half a second through that thought and i'm like oh no dummy it's the tv yeah, but get it the was smoothing. like the processing was so incredibly like sophisticated like that it you know it, it fooled me into thinking they actually shot it at a high frame rate and it looked terrible so i fixed their tv
1: you ever hear back after you do that
0: probably not they were right there. I had it right in front of them, and I don't have to hide it from them. If I was over someone else's house, it's more distant relative, then I would do it secretly. But I don't understand why your wife has that objection to this. You're just,
1: I'm very disruptive to the family. I do a lot of disruptive things.
0: You said they weren't home. What does she? What does she care that you're doing this?
1: I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want, let me put it this way: I wouldn't. I know that I'm in the right here. Of course with, you are. with that with that said, I wouldn't like somebody coming to my house and turning motion, motion smoothing but, no, on. But no, here's
0: the thing. If they don't know that you did it, it's it's just a, an unalloyed good. Like, it's it, there is no downside. They I don't know that you did it. They taste. don't notice, and the world sleeps better.
1: Yeah, you're right. Now I feel bad I didn't do it.
0: Because they can't tell. It's clear they can't tell that their TV looks totally ridiculous, right? I bet, so the, I bet people think it
1: looks a little fancy, I'll bet.
0: I don't think people notice. And it you know it boggles my mind, but I just I absolutely don't think they notice. Hmm. And I don't, I don't understand how that's the case, but I think that really is the case.
1: I'm sending a baby pictures. Oh wait, that's my wife. I just sent my wife a baby picture. Here we go. Wrong
0: window. <sighs> you in the wrong window. You. This is gonna. This is gonna end badly for you eventually.
1: I, I'm. My life's an open book, John Syracuse. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Breathtaking. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> it, was, it was breathtaking, right?
1: Well, when you leave a comment.
0: No, no, you got to see the baby. Oh, you got. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you got to see the baby, like a frightened turtle.
1: Max's uh, Max's only like really important piece of Instagram advice for me, which I didn't need, but I appreciate it. Was don't go to to uh, women's photos on Instagram and leave the one word comment stunning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is, it, is, it, is that a thing that you were going to do previously, but now have? Now, have I'm glad uh, to know I was going to gonna do
1: that. I had it all set. I had a text aside yeah, right. already. Stunning.
0: See the thing is, uh, there's a certain group of people who have to do that
1: out of obligation.
0: Yes, hmm. those are the girlfriends of the girls.
1: Oh, after. isn't that's a thing, right?
0: Yeah, you know, the, the the reflexive liking is a thing, but also the stunning—that's the extra. So once you like everything, it's you know it's like the Incredibles. Once everyone's special, no one is. Mm-hmm. If once you like everything, liking means nothing, right? So that's the that's a, the uh, the society that I'm led to believe that. Uh, young girls live in an instagram is if you your friend posts something on instagram you must like it if you it's like a canary it's like a security canary if you don't like (laughs) it that means you hate them and you're fighting now i get it i get it so there is or uh, how many different analogies i can do it's the everything's okay alarm it's just always playing and if the alarm ever stops then something is wrong right so you have to like right so how do you express the idea that this picture is especially good like is useless to you like is dead to you You leave the one word uh, stunning. The the like, the like, is beyond compulsory, right? Yes. No. It's 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 totally. It's all those things I just said. It's the the, the dead man switch. (laughs) You have to. You have to keep liking. (laughs) If you don't, that means something. Like you may be dead or you hate them now. Um, (laughs) So you. So stunning. (laughs) Deborah, are you okay? (laughs) Right. So writing an actual word in a while. Yeah, writing an actual word like stunning or gorgeous or amazing. That's what you use to elevate it above the ones that you merely liked. Liking is table stakes.
1: Because if you put a face in a picture, who said this? Oh, there was such a good discussion on Culture Gab Fest this week about, Um, I love that podcast. I love the personalities on there. And uh, they were talking about Instagram stories. And Steve Metcalf was like, I just, I don't understand what this is. I don't understand what I'm doing. But much like my opinion of Instagram or you, my- You did a
0: story, I think, didn't you?
1: I did one. I had to. Yeah.
0: It's a challenge. You've done, more, you've done more than me now. Congratulations.
1: It's really dumb, um, but, uh, but
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was it. Was just Hope a cultural really fest. You like it? They said something.
1: Yeah, they did. They were talking about Instagram and the stories, and I forgot what I was gonna say.
0: Oh, I tried to save you. I tried to pull you back in. I threw you the lifesaver.
1: And no, you didn't. You threw me the distraction saver.
0: I'm looking I like the, at I'm the, looking the, at the bottom picture where there's a woman in the background who seems to be cautioning you to not do whatever it is that you're doing related to the baby.
1: Yeah. She was drinking.
0: All right. Maybe mm-hmm. the baby knows what's up too. It's like, what's going on here? Look so at who? that.
1: Fa- Do you see that precious face though?
0: You it's admit, a cutie. That's
1: a pretty high quality Although baby. Although the top
0: one. It's, she's a pretty uh, Is, she's a is it is she? Yeah, she looks very small.
1: She's very, very, she's smaller than our cat. A I'd very,
0: think. very expressive face. Very, uh, very active. She's an
1: angel. What a sweet baby. They also have a very high quality dog.
0: <laughs> I like the middle picture. You got those big, big shark eyes, big dead shark eyes that babies have. <laughs> right. I know, I know, I know. People don't want to call it that, but you no, know. No, it is
1: a shark eyes. <laughs> but I've, uh, I'll, it'll probably come back to me in a minute. Anyway, I've been doing the Instagram more. It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's really, it's a very interesting experiment, uh, Instagram. That's the thing. Um, Think it might I, catch
0: on? Huh? Think it might catch on? It
1: might catch on. Uh, I, see, part of was I jumped in and I've been following people somewhat conservatively. Uh, and there's some like I, I'm following the the first lady. Uh, I'm following Chrissy Teigen. She loves I blue. I Aper. don't
0: see who is. Can you explain to me that who that is? Because apparently she's making my blue apron dinners, and I feel bad that I don't know who it is.
1: Yeah, Chrissy Teigen. She does blue apron now. She's got a partnership.
0: Is she an actual celebrity chef, or is she just a celebrity? No, no. no, she's
1: she's a classic. uh, But she's very talented and extremely. Oh, she's she's funny. She's very funny. She's married to she's John stunning. Legend. She is stunning, okay. and she um. I first saw her on I think Top Chef or Top Dress as a guest judge, and I was like, "Who is this person?" But she's really funny, interesting. I I I don't think she'll notice. I might unfollow her just because it is a lot of like uh, pro- product tie-ins. Um, but who else? Let's see. There's Veronica, Max's. I lady would not friend. have guessed
0: that you would. This would be your follow list. Would be well. Okay, so I wanted to get a celebrity. Taste. So I followed yeah, right, you. Right, you, right, follow, I, you know. I
1: think you might have accidentally posted one thing while I've been here. I'm not sure.
0: I don't think so. I think I posted
1: very very light poster. You.
0: Right. Well, you got to wait till I go on Long Island and I'll, I'll have my three posts for the year.
1: All the, all the beach pics?
0: Yep, that's right.
1: So you got Mrs. Soup, you got John Dickerson, Marco, I'm following the baby's mother, the Lissises, um, John Roderick, Kevin Budnick.
0: He got a good picture of him and his daughter recently.
1: That's a gorgeous, gorgeous picture. I don't know if yeah. he knew that his daughter was in that photo. He should probably take that down. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's, she's of, stunning. Didn't he have
0: one of his dad and his uncle too? Yes.
1: Isn't his dad cool? Isn't he a cool looking guy?
0: That's on the right on that picture, right? Yes,
1: that's his dad on the right. Yeah. Uh, let's see, James T. Green, Lonely Sandwich. Um, but, um, but yeah, everybody seems to favorite everything. They star everything. But now I feel bad because because by the nature of my uh, not-that-popular podcast, that other show, a bunch of people are following me, and I'm like, I don't want to follow that many people. I already feel like it's such a cluster job with the way the posts are uh, presented.
0: Everybody's not liking everything, by the way. I just no. described this particular subculture of what I'm led to believe teen and preteen teen girls do to each other. I yeah. don't like everything, and I don't think most of the people in my circle likes everything. I like the ones that I like and the ones that I, you know, I don't have any strong feelings about, I don't like. So that makes like, yours all the more bewildering, though.
1: Like with Twitter, I, I, I never, I, sometimes I don't understand why you, why you favorited something, and it makes me
0: Well, Twitter, it, it. as we know, there's a problem because I'm, you know previously, faves were not public and didn't have an effect on things. And now they are. And I use them for bookmarking as well as for favoriting as well. as. So I use them for 10 different things. And it's basically impossible for anyone to tell which of one of those things that I'm doing. And you can you can have a guess, but there's no way from the data there for you to tell conclusively. Is this being bookmarked, or are we saying this they're liking this, or is yeah. this a one to one communication uh, related to a side channel conversation between those two people <laughs> and this this was all not a problem back when favorites were a thing that did not shove themselves into other people's timelines, and yeah. from my experience at Twitter, still, favorites do not shove themselves into my timeline, but I understand people who use the official client. Now this faving does something, and I, I'm sorry well, that I'm I screwing with your timelines. I think there's an element of but.
1: privilege to this. I'll tell you what, I've had a big privilege day. Um, I'll tell you what, I had. Sometimes you know it's funny when you live you live in the house and you text each other things, and we do a lot of um, what do you call it? Airdrops. We're like, I want to send a link to the two of them. Sometimes I'll, I'll do it to our little three person group, but we're all sitting around looking at our devices, watching TV. And I'm like, oh, like uh, check out this bodega cat, and I'll send it to the three of them. Sometimes for my wife, I'll be like, oh my god, look at this terrible thing about how awful the world is, and I'll. Uh, you know, text it to her or airdrop it. But then a lot of times we were talking about something last night and I was like, oh, well, let me find the link. I was like, actually, I just tweeted it a couple of minutes ago and like, I flick, flick, flick on her phone. She's living in a different world than I am. She's got goofy Twitter. I You're think both no using way- the
0: official client? Yes. Well, well, well
1: yeah. But, but I mean, no, there's but there's but I think, I think, I think, I think they flipped a bit for me. Maybe it's for all blue Fair-ified check marks. people. Do,
0: do you have like ads or something? Or she has ads?
1: Oh, yeah, she gets ads. She gets the tweets all out of order. It's like, so I hear people complaining about this. I'm like, I didn't, you know, it doesn't look like anything to me. Mm-hmm. And then I go look at hers. I'm like, oh, no, this is terrible. This is no way to live.
0: Yeah. Now that, I see why that's people what are mad. Like Instagram. That's, Instagram, I get ads. Like, it seems like every other every picture
1: three. is an ad. Yeah, and I think Tumblr has really taken a cue from that. Tumblr's like, insufferable nowadays. And the ads are so bad on Tumblr. They're so yeah. bad.
0: Instagram ads aren't bad. Uh, because I think, uh, worst case, they have nice pictures mm-hmm right like yeah. like there's always something even if you hate the ad and hate the thing that's a nice picture yeah i i don't like it when they have audio because i've turned the audio on to hear someone else's thing and i scroll past one of the ads and it plays i don't like that
1: oh it's a I would a blight
0: i would pay i would pay money to get rid of instagram ad ads in a second but they'll never give me that option so such a blight
1: yeah i don't get ads oh you know why because on the website i'm running a blocker but in the tumblr app it is it is really like every three to four posts it's rough yeah it's a privilege <sighs> yeah they got a really nice dog it's a big brown dog it's very friendly you like dogs i do so i love dogs today <laughs> <laughs> how's your dog life going
0: it's going okay yeah she's, she seems to be getting like more skittish in her old age which i don't understand like we raised her from a puppy and she's always been okay but now she's Crossing the one year boundary, she's getting all weird around people, and I don't, I'm, you know, I don't know where that's coming from. And no, Nothing in her life or routine has changed in any way recently, and she's just, she's just weird and skittish. Uh-huh. So that's we're, no we're fun. working on that. Oh, that's a sad face on that baby in that picture. That's that, a big you dog. know what
1: that is that's a uh, back at our. This, she has the same thing that our daughter had that time of day we call unhappy hour. Mm-hmm. Like every kid has this like. 60 to 90 minute period the, in the evening. The
0: witching hour, we used to call it.
1: <laughs> Ours was around, I want to say seven, but that seems late. But like, man, she would just be, our daughter would be very unhappy. So that's the little baby being sad. It's my wife holding her. And that's their high quality dog behind it.
0: Yeah, that's like a cute dog.
1: You can buy a house in Rhode Island. You can just go buy a house. Hmm. Sick name. You can. You, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> All right, closing the tabs.
0: I understand the family connection to Long Island, but I just want to stipulate uh, uh, the family connection to Rhode Island. I just want to stipulate that Long Island is the superior and actual island.
1: Oh, really? Are there other, if you had to rank the islands, what would you put second after Long
0: Island? Uh, So, what you're getting out of Rhode Island, because it's like, it's categorical, right? So, what you're getting out of Rhode Island is, you know, Northeast uh, US beach lifestyle, right? Um, Pretty rowdy. It's a pretty
1: rowdy, rowdy town. Providence. And so
0: you've got the Cape, you've got Rhode Island, and you've got Long Island, and I'm here to say that Long Island is the real deal. Really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. I understand. Good, yeah.
0: I understand. Rhode Island has a particular flavor with yeah. the big houses and the, D- the Rocky didn't really Coast seem necessary
1: for you to dive bomb in with that, but I just
0: I just feel yeah. like is I, yeah. I, I I need to represent because uh, like yeah <laughs> I do.
1: <laughs> they make better gravy there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do as well.
1: <laughs> There's a big Portuguese component in Providence that makes it really fun. Some of Portuguese people are pretty rowdy. It's fun.
0: Are any of these houses actually on the beach?
1: No, this is in, um, in this case, uh, this house is in, um, a, I don't know what you call it. There's all these sort of bedroom, not bedroom communities, but you've got like, you got Warren and you got Bristol, you got Riverside, you got all these areas that are kind of, you drive 15, 20 minutes to go from Providence downtown to there. And, um, And, uh, yeah, they're just nice little, nice little communities. Lots of beautiful, beautiful brick buildings in Providence. I forgot how much I miss brick buildings.
0: And hotels and sleeping in hotels. You forgot how much you miss that. Tell you one that's
1: crazy though. It's so crazy. My, um, my brother-in-law and his wife, one of my many brothers-in-law and his wife. Oh, the small
0: ones then? Not the big ones?
1: My wife is the youngest of seven. So there are many people to keep track of in this family. I used to have a cheat sheet in my wallet. Seriously, like with every. Did the every, cheat sheet have
0: pictures on it or just names?
1: No, it, it wasn't even a tree. I only, only had room for bullets. It was a small wallet, and that's how I survived for the first six months until I like got to know everybody.
0: <laughs> I would love to see what those bullets are. Oh yeah, no weasel it, face. <laughs> <laughs> Bald guy Bill. He likes well, to dance at parties. Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hooks for hands, Dan.
1: I think one of them might have said bald. Um, just because okay, <laughs> You don't you want know. to drop
0: that card. No.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that would be so curb. You're enthusiasm. fumbling around
0: in your wallet. This is Meet ba, the Family. Ba, ba, ba. This is my husband Merlin. He's a little high strung. Don't look at the card. No,
1: no, no. For it to be truly curb, it would have to be that like somebody found it next to the toilet in the bathroom, and they're like, "Whose mm-hmm. is this? Whose you know? card
0: is this?" And you deny it. Yep.
1: No card. No card. Um, I don't know. This is not interesting probably, but, um, so, you know, like so much of America, um, you get a town near a river and it used to have some kind of industry there. In one case in, um, I think it was, was it Warren? But in, in one of the little, uh, areas there, there's the American tourister factory, which for years was this giant, giant, giant red brick building. So huge where they built, made American tourister suitcases for years and years and years. And it's been closed down like for I think since I've been going there, since nine ninety nine since two thousand, it's been closed down. But turned that just, into lofts. They just turned it into lofts. There you go. They just turned it into lofts. And my in-laws uh, are renting a unit there. And it's so weird. It has the original floors like that have been redone. Redump- not redone, but like resurfaced, but like you can still see where like trolleys that pushed around by immigrant children left jagged ridges in the
0: floor. That's mm, so the weird. character. You pay extra for them not to finish the floors over again.
1: It's so weird though. It's still got all the bricks, and they've still they've done that kind of like industrial loft thing where they've left lots of the big like metal doors and pipes and all that kind of stuff. And of course mm-hmm. those like wiry handrails for
0: steps. And what a it's just, scam that is! Take a building and do not refurbish it, and then charge extra for the fact that you have not refurbished it.
1: Just give it a good range. You can give it a good range. You know, they had they had a game room. They have a game room in the old luggage factory. With, uh, they got, they got, uh, they got, they got the shuffleboard, the Sandy shuffleboard game. They got billiards. Uh, they got really nice air hockey. They have a library. They have a theater, like a, like a 30 seat theater where you could take people in to watch a movie. It's pretty wild though. And the art on all the walls is like immigrant children smoking cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Anyway, it was a good trip. Liked All of Dogs. Watched a lot of Chopped. Yeah. Sounds yeah. nice. You survived, uh, you survived your, uh, solo dating.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. All right. We got, uh, we got a uh, graduation week this week.
1: So your kids are still in school?
0: Yeah. That was last week for them.
1: June 19th. Your kids are still in school?
0: Snow days, man. Snow days. Oh,
1: that's how they get, ya. Oh, how they get you. Oh, crying, Pete. When yeah. did our school end?
0: So we got, uh, our grandparents are out for graduation. Uh, uh, my daughter's graduation was today. My son's is on Friday.
1: Oh, my God. Our, our last day of school was, uh... Oh, was, was June. June 6th. Two weeks yeah. ago.
0: So, my daughter graduated, but still has a week left of school. Or a couple days, anyway.
1: She she graduated fifth grade?
0: That's right. She's <sighs> off to <the> middle school. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> off to middle school. And we, we survived it? the graduation, which was in the school, the school that has no air conditioning. Oh, God. So, you, you can imagine cramming, uh... All the parents and extended relatives into the the little thing. Every every seat was filled, crammed in as many as we could. I had to have a lottery for the extra tickets because people want to bring like the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles. And you oh, just and get they're all,
1: them all they're all like exhaling.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ugh. It was uh, it was actually not that bad of a day. It was, it was a little breezy, a little bit cool. I don't even know if it got up into the 80s. Uh, but once you pack those people into that room, it was heating up, and that the ceremony went a long time. But that's we not the moment. That's we not when the one
1: where the kid passed out. That was a, that was the performance. That
0: was a chorus thing. But same, same room, same exactly. exact room.
1: <sighs> that was that was stressful.
0: Yeah, I was worried. I was watching the kids, but you know, uh, we all we all survived.
1: They always taught us in military school: you got to make sure not to lock your knees. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you pass out. So that's what, that's they, what say. they say. It's true for segways. It's true for standing up. You just <laughs> don't don't lock your knees.
0: True for skiing too. Yeah,
1: is that right? You got to keep a little bit of slack in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com diffs. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and so much more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Or you, maybe you want to make a portfolio or a blog. Well, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades are ever needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you ever need any help, and they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. All of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. I use Squarespace several times a week. I use it to uh, promote my ungainly X-Man comic meetup. Uh, yeah, I use it very, maybe best of all, I use it for Roderick on the Line. If you've ever listened to the Roderick on the Line podcast, which you should be listening to, that entire thing is hosted on Squarespace. The audio files, the show notes, the photos, it's all on Squarespace and it's, it's just the best. Crazy part is that Squarespace plans start at just $12 per month, but you can start a trial right now with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com diffs. When you decide to sign up, please use the very special offer code diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. And that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And it will show your support for reconcilable differences. Once again, go to squarespace.com/slash diffs, offer code diffs for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM, Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website. What do you, uh, what do you feel like this week? We, um, have you, um, um, I don't like to spoil the magic. Have you arranged topics?
0: Uh, I pretty much left them as is, although uh, my parents are visiting, and my mother told me that she, uh, well, actually, remotely, she told me, how do I watch Millennium Actress? I can't read the subtitles. Is there an English dub? Yada, yada, yada. So she's trying to watch it. And so that didn't work out for her remotely, but now she's here, (gasps) and she's going to watch it here. So I'm just here to tell you that my mother is going to watch this movie before you do. And the reason she's going to watch it is because we talk about it on this podcast, just so you know.
1: We should have her on. Do you think she want to be on and talk about it?
0: Uh, I don't. No, I would I don't love for think her to ch- have a chance to, like to it that much, But mm-hmm. you
1: know, we'll see. Is it is it violent?
0: I'm not no spoilers. Come on. Hmm. She doesn't like violence. Uh, I don't think she minds it. She's just about got a meat? weird? Do, do got, eat, got weird, got weird taste? Do people eat meat in it? Yeah.
1: Oh, just... geez. Update, John. Mm-hmm. Follow up. If you're comfortable saying, do you want to tell us? <laughs> would you if you're this is not in, in our notes but if you would like to would you care to tell our our friends how your uh, home life situation has taken yet another turn
0: yeah so uh <laughs> last episode we talked about how my daughter decided she is vegetarian uh and more recently she has decided she wants to be a vegan so pretty soon she'll be just, eating nothing are you, are you and officially exist- playing
1: in, in difficult mode now
0: yeah, no, it's, yeah, we it's really ramping up. Like, she, she's, and I've told her this directly, she's been radicalized by YouTube. Like, it's a thing that happens. I tried to explain the concept <laughs> of radicalization and how YouTube contributes to that. But this is exactly what has happened. Uh,
1: <laughs> she's seen videos, is it about animal treatment or the environment or it's health? It's all
0: that, but like, so here, for, for maybe people, grown ups who don't use YouTube or don't understand how kids use YouTube or don't understand how YouTube works, Uh, when you watch a video on YouTube, uh, especially with my kids who don't seem to want to full screen their videos, they want the videos to be small and the whole rest of the screen, like, well, if you're watching a video, what what do you, don't you want the video to fill the entire iPad screen? Isn't that the reason you're using your iPad and not your phone? No,
1: you miss out Uh, on all those wonderful related videos.
0: Right. No, so around the video are tons Uh. and tons of things that are what YouTube thinks are videos that other people who watch this video like these kinds of videos. And like so much of things in our culture things that are sensational draw people's attention right mm-hmm. so there's,
1: also there's a real science to how you do the thumbnail right i mean that's that's such a thing now is like the thumbnail that's going to really attract the kind of person you want to attract
0: right but but the, the 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 key point is that if you dip your toe into an area oh, here's a video about being a vegetarian um the related videos will not just be more videos about being a vegetarian the 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 videos most likely to be watched by other people or most related or whatever that draw the most attention are the slightly more extreme versions of whatever it is that you're watching Mm. and you can chase that trail down and essentially you will end up with nazis eventually i think like it's like it's like it's like wikipedia where you always end up on the philosophy page if you just click around enough right (laughs) so so but if you and this is how kids operate they watch a video what video are they're going to watch next are they going to initiate a new search are they going to scroll around no they're just going to pick from the related videos on the side and then so i never, that I never think one.
1: about that I, I mean i know that i do that that's what i would call the essential youtube rabbit hole but i'll be looking for like if i watch this dire straits video i'll probably want to watch that dire straits video but you're it's so interesting you're, you're really doing like a choose your own adventure for the evening
0: and yeah and in, in a in a topic area, unlike music videos or whatever, but even in music videos, like it will get progressively more extreme. And so, let me watch the next video. And now, in the sidebar, even more extreme videos, and so on and so. On. This is and this is and kids watch these, and they're young and impressionable. This is how they get radicalized because merely watching the tame version of it is not enough. And you know, for music videos, the equivalent would be like I was watching Les Mis, and by the end, I'm watching that uh, that supercut of one small section of one song comparing all the people who ever sung it to say who's better <laughs> right? i love
1: that channel right yeah Is, who sang so, who
0: sang it best <laughs> so how so yeah so how did i go from just watching les mis to this very narrow very extreme sort of gamified version of it right and same thing it's, so, it's almost it,
1: like it trends toward i mean i don't want to not to put too fine a point on it. trends toward deeper and deeper fetishism not, yeah. it, like just more and more like like obscure or specialized
0: yeah, stuff. because those because those draw your attention more than sort of just milk toast. like, oh, here's some more videos just like the one you got, like the ones that are better at grabbing your attention with the with the clever thumbnail and the title or whatever. Those are the ones that you click on. And so and, you know, it, I don't think this radicalizes adults as much because our, uh, you know, opinions and attitudes and life experience have established sort of our the core of ourself and we're not going to suddenly, you know watch one vegetarian video and two hours later now uh you, you feel bad about breathing because you're killing bacteria right mm-hmm. but an impressionable <laughs> tween can very easily be radicalized and i use radicalized as a joke because i always talking about like you know these ter- how are these terrorists radicalized Yeah, like and watching all, isis videos or whatever it's a, yeah. it's a running gag but you can also find those like literal <laughs> radicalization for uh on youtube you know. yeah no yeah huh. yeah But anyway uh so she has gone down that rabbit hole and she's trying the vegan thing and it is it's very difficult uh we are trying to work through it we've tried to be supportive of her choices within reason but at a certain point we back up against uh the idea of the the, the health health requirements of being an adolescent right and mm-hmm. the fact that she doesn't like most of the foods that she's allowed to eat and so her eating habits could potentially get worse and we're trying to be moderated and be like you know you you can eat less meat. You can eat fewer animal products. Uh there is no purity test. Like let's, you know, let's we don't want you to, to die of scurvy, right? You mm-hmm. know, we try to get some multivitamins, but you can't swallow them. So it is it is very trying. Uh so, you know, i my I, I would not wish this on any other parents <laughs> of tweens, because I mean it's both of our kids, it's hard enough to get them to eat anything, and now this is like two large jumps up in the difficulty meter in a short period of time, so. Right. We'll see how we go. It makes the hair-dyeing thing that we just went through seem like nothing.
1: What well, was hard about that? Oh, by, by the way, my daughter says your daughter's a copycat.
0: She did not know that your daughter
1: did that. I know, She's I know like, it doesn't matter. She's a I tween. told her she after, that, I things. said,
0: uh, guess what? Um, Marlon's daughter got her hair dyed exactly the same exactly way. Exactly the same way. And yeah. that makes, this is like the whole sort of, uh, They're very competitive, between uh, you know, tweens. Wi- WhisperNet, uh, you know, Mesh Network, Uh, from Westworld or whatever, between uh, tweens across the country, across the entire country, from California all the way over to the East Coast, somehow at very similar times, our two daughters decided they wanted to change their hair in exactly the same way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did she bleach it first?
0: Although ours was, she wanted hers to be all purple. And so the compromise we came to was just the ends purple.
1: Yeah, did did they bleach it and everything?
0: We decided not to do that. Because Mm -hmm. the person said that she could uh, make it look okay, even if she did, didn't bleach it. So she didn't do the bleaching, uh, which I'm kind of glad about because, you know, as the color fades, there won't be these weird white ends and stuff. But but yes, <laughs> yeah, it's my daughter's ends. hair is purple gray now. The only fallout we had from that is, again, with my daughter just simply doing things without not saying anything, like the fact that she just didn't eat the meat off of her plate before mm-hmm. she would announce to us that Ch- she's chicken's vegetarian. her favorite.
1: She always eats the chicken. Give her two pieces of chicken, she eats it.
0: Yeah. So she, did, you know, so this one was like, at a certain point, we're like, okay, you know, it's the night before graduation, you know, take a shower. Uh and don't forget to wash your hair because you haven't washed it in a few days. Mm-hmm. And then it became clear that she had decided she was not going to wash her hair. Huh. Be, I don't know if ever again or just before graduation because she was afraid the color would fade.
1: Oh, oh I that was we did the bleach and the color and we had purple towels for weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the the color does come out, but it's like, look, the you know, it, we didn't know that the unwritten part of this thing was, Mom, Dad, can I dye my hair? Sure, go ahead. Um, and by the way, I'm never gonna wash again. 'Cause I don't want the color to fade. Oh,
1: okay. Wow, you got a lot of balls in the air right now. Okay, yeah, so so, the color... so I'm
0: saying that the vegan thing made that look like nothing. So we I think we I think we handled that. I didn't right, know about the then... not
1: washing thing. Is this so this is different from this is different from the vegan different from the hair brushing. Now mm-hmm. she has a line in the sand. See, our daughter hates washing her hair. And mm-hmm. my wife is a real pill about it. She's like, You gotta wash your hair every night.
0: Every night? Well no, we're not even close to that.
1: Well you don't want to get those little, you know, flakes and stuff.
0: Yeah, I know. Well,
1: nah, They're going to go no. to school and make us look bad. Yeah. I'm, Kids can yeah. make you look bad.
0: I don't, I don't mostly, I mostly don't subscribe to that. I'm just more like it. sort well, of I couldn't make my daughter
1: wear the right jacket today. I couldn't make her wear, she had to go on a field trip for camp today. Really good, really good camp, really good field trip. And, but I knew it was going to be cold there. It's a windy area that we go to a lot. And she wouldn't wear the puffy down jacket. <sighs> she She wanted like a light, like athletic shell. And they even said to her at camp, "Next time, bring a better jacket." So look at me, look at me. Now I'm the bad guy because I didn't. I didn't try hard enough to make her wear. Did the she jacket.
0: listen when they said it?
1: Of course, she'll listen more. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, sure. If it's Kate, well, it's different Kate. But okay, so you got a, you got a lot. You're on a, working on a lot of fronts right now. This is yeah. all on top of the opposition about learning from John. You're still facing that alongside all of this. You know, you got yeah, the, you got the opposition, she, you got the vegan,
0: you the got the problems. cleaning here's the, here's the other thing that you're probably not thinking about. This is like, this is like in Jurassic Park where, mm-hmm. you know, the original Jurassic Park when yeah. the, the safari guy is hunting the raptors, right? And he thinks he's got the one in its sight. So what happens? Clever girl right out of the side, right? I remember I've got another kid. There's a whole other person just like this in my house.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay, I'm but do, he's like, is, is she radicalizing him, do you think?
0: No but the, here's the thing when when a when you have more than one kid and a crisis comes up it's your instinct to try to deal with the crisis and that's when out of the side hey, clever girl that's when mm-hmm. you kind of that's when you got to watch because like what's going on with the other kid now all right you got you got to have talk about balls in the air right yes until like i feel like the number gets up to like 7 you can ask your wife about this and then the parents just check out and be like look you're on your own cuz it's not
1: no that. no it's fine to drink can't. once you got 7
0: cuz you can't like what can you do with 7 like there's no right. You can't. It's not. It's you know, not tenable. Some. Some of them. you know, You're gonna break some eggs, right? So I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know which mm-hmm. eggs are broken, but about your sister can tell you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's some broken eggs.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, the value. The value of human life goes down eventually. Like you have, you have so many kids, but with two, I feel like we just have. It's. It's. Uh. You know. So you're. you're a, white, a tough spot. Two. Two is all. the hardest.
1: I bet you two is the hardest number.
0: No, no, I think probably three is worse, because I feel like one, two, three, maybe four, you're trying to white glove yeah, all of them. Three, you're trying to three, aren't
1: every... you starting to care less at three? Let's be honest. But
0: I, I think you feel like it should be possible to treat every kid the same way as we treated the first kid. But once you get past four, you realize that's not humanly possible. I so. just
1: can't imagine. I cannot imagine that. Ugh. I... Uh So, is it evidencing in anything specific?
0: No, just like you always, I mean... Uh, you but you're, know,
1: you're, you're, you're less, you know, you got the, I don't know, fault intolerance. This is like, like, I've tried to talk to you about this before where I feel like I was it you or Roderick. I think we were talking about this, like how the holidays could become this crucible. There's so many things you're stressed out in so many different ways and you're very emotional and all these things. And like you, it's, you become, you start noticing the cracks when you travel in holidays. I feel like are two times when you tend to notice the cracks. And in that case, like, you know, how many, there's, there's two of you and three of them. You got a dog. I mean, it's a lot to handle.
0: Yeah, and this is also even when it's not, you know, this is not holidays, although it is like a, a transitional time, it's you know, from end of end of school to beginning of camp or whatever. And there's things going on and you just realize that anything like this happens, like how little slack there is. Like just oh, for God. instance, before I came in here I realized that somebody, probably my parents, left the freezer a crack open, which is a thing that people who visit my house do because we have a weird fridge and you have to know to actually like close it all the way. I think mm-hmm. this is a design flaw in these in this fridge, right? But if you leave it open to crack, and it's humid and eighty, and you go to sleep, you're gonna wake up in the morning and guess what? All your ice cream is gonna be soup, cream. and you need all to, the way, all the way soupy. Oh yeah, and uh, oh, you know more no. or less, but the most more importantly, you now need to defrost the fridge. Right, because so much you know moisture has gone in there. Maybe you don't have this in San Francisco, but so much moisture has gone in there, and ice has formed and blocked everything up. Now your fridge is basically inoperable until you oh, defrost it. No, so it's not frost
1: free. F- you still got the fuzzy sides.
0: No, it's it's frost free, but this is just the thing that happens if you live yeah. in a place with humidity and well, someone if everything leaves freezes,
1: your. Yeah, that's not good. You someone don't want leaves that. your
0: freezer open a crack overnight, and it's eighty degrees and humid. Guess what? You're defrosting that whole fridge. So try to fit into your normal schedule. Taking everything out of the fridge, putting it in coolers with ice packs or throwing it away, defrosting the fridge, cleaning it out, making sure all the ice is gone, putting everything back in the fridge. <sighs> Try to work that into the same schedule as I uh, got to make dinner for everybody, got to get everyone to their vegan, events, got to go to work. dinner plus
1: hairbrushing. You
0: know, yeah. Got to do, you know, all the podcasting and the thing. So luckily, I think I caught it in time. But you just got to be, you know, we, we've had this experience many times. I've done it. My wife has done it. Every, every kid in this house has done it. Uh, and, but when we have visitors, we forget, you forget that, uh, oh yeah, remind them, push the freezer all the way closed.
1: Yeah. Every, every house should come with documentation.
0: It, it should, it should, uh, extensive documentation. I, we I feel used like to do
1: it for our entertainment suite, but I feel like there's, I mean, where do you begin? I mean like, geez, okay. The front door, uh, the front door wants to close the bathroom door wants to open the front door locks automatically mm-hmm, unless you push this mm-hmm. thing um, like be ready because the toilet could under overflow under these two to five circumstances. Mm -hmm. Make sure uh the
0: toilet stops running. If it doesn't jiggle the
1: handle. Well, and if you're like me, well, I've learned to just always pause and just make sure that it flushed for reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of tricky things now. So we have the thing where, uh, we have someone come to clean the house every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when that happens, uh, I I have to perform a thing that I call fixing the house, because John, everything John. is now not where it's supposed to be.
1: You don't want to get me started on this. Do we right. agree we're not going to talk about
0: this? Yeah, I know. I don't, but I just, I just, but briefly well, for, the for the documentation thing.
1: the member episode, the, the process of cleaning up after the people who clean your house have cleaned up, you have to change everything back. We've right. never, now, here's the we've thing we've about never, that in terms of we've
0: documentation. We've never put a cup
1: in the cupboard, bottom up. We've never, ever done that. Why do you keep doing that? Every other why, cup in why, there.
0: Why, why, are you opening the cupboard, Period. Um,
1: well, but like the, the, like when you put the dishes away,
0: uh, he's boy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not a thing you can complain about, but I'm, but nope, I'm just can't saying complain about it. that there is the, yeah, the, the interesting part of this related to this conversation is that it becomes apparent that I'm the only one who knows where all the stuff should be in the house. Right. So if I, I would have to document to the people in my house, like what needs to be done to fix this room? Uh, it's like, it's like those things oh, in the back oh, of the magazine, absolutely. like what, like what's wrong with this picture, right? Or, or, you know, what's different between these two pictures or whatever, like in the back of the night, ma- right? And I look and there's like 90 things that I know that need to be fixed. But when I was away for a week uh, and I wasn't there to fix the house, I came back and they were living in it for a week and they didn't know like 17 things. They to my my
1: family doesn't know all the stuff that needs
0: to be done. That's what I'm saying. My, That's why my, my, my know, wife I mean, like, and like, my, my, my children.
1: My, like my, my, my wife doesn't know because I always do it. I'm the one, like, oh, you know, stuff like this from the small things. Why is the scale always turned exactly ninety degrees? Why does that drive me crazy? The scale is always turned ninety degrees in the bathroom, and it troubles me. Uh, unplugging, always unplugging to be able to plug something in, but then you don't plug it back in. You move, you move the canary camera, and now we can't see the cat. This happened last week. Mm-hmm. We're away, well, and I'm, I'm leaving. Happen. You should see. Yeah. I have a whole, this whole, I have three different notes. I need to leave. <laughs> Leave the house. I have to tell the cat watcher people to please not turn off any of the lights. I have to tell. I have to go to Google Translate and say please. Please don't.
0: Please I, don't. I feel like the notes are futile. It's like uh, all, I'm 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 resigned to it, but I just want to you know have to fix it after after it's happened. And the thing is. If I'm not there to fix it, you're like, so what? Maybe you're the only one who cares that things are the way they are. Maybe they're fine. But
1: there's consequences in the case of the canary camera. There are consequences.
0: I had to tape
1: it down and put a bilingual note on it to please not move the camera. Because then we can't see the cat. We can't check in on our sweet precious angel.
0: I'll give you an example of a consequence that is a very indirect consequence. But it's a real one that I Mm -hmm. think about and that happens, right? So uh, my wife, as I think has been established, uh, likes to put things on horizontal surfaces in the home. So mm-hmm. if there is a horizontal surface, she puts things on it, which seems like a reasonable thing to do if you've got a counter or a table, you should put things on it. But left to her own devices, she will fill every horizontal surface in the house with stuff. So, we're fighting against that. But th- as a consequence of that, uh, the counters, the kitchen counters, are have stuff on them. And the amount of stuff that's on them is basically the maximum amount of stuff she can put on the counters moderated by me drawing the line and saying, no more stuff can go on this counter because it doesn't fit. Okay. Um, and the things fit on the counters in a precise way. And if that way is disturbed, they no longer fit lengthwise. So if they're not, things aren't exactly where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And now there's so much stuff that it starts to overflow. And unfortunately at one end of the counter, it terminates in the stovetop. And the, things that are, the thing that is oh, currently no. next to the stovetop are the potholders. It's good that they're near the stove, right? But if there's not enough room, the potholders start to be on the stovetop like, no, that's that's drape, no good. That is no right? good. You can't you can't have that. So someone turns on a burner. No, no, no doesn't notice the potholder is just like draped onto the stove oh, a little Jesus. bit, enough to catch on fire. Right? If I don't fix the house, potholders are going to be on the stove top. Someone's not going to notice the house is going to burn down.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, I mean that's that's how my brain would work for sure.
0: It's, 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 this is a real thing that can happen, and nobody knows this except for me because at, no one is it, no one else fixes everything on the counter so that the potholes don't extend. They don't know the order of the potholes. They don't know that the, the oven mitts, the thumb has to face away from the stove. If you face the thumb the other way, the thumb can be on the stove The thumb stove is top. kindling. Yeah, it's just, it's just a wick.
1: All it takes is that one little bit, that little bit of a thumb.
0: You're right, done. and so w- one solution would be perhaps don't have so much on the counter that everything has to be a millimeter precise arrangement <laughs> to not go on the stove top, but that's, we're working on that. We're working. We have two mixers on the counter, two. Mm-hmm. One is not enough two mixers? Yeah, like on uh what counter? do you call it, like a Vitamix? No, no, that's not good. No, 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 no,
1: Unless no, no, no. That's
0: that's not good. Guess how often they're used?
1: Uh not enough to earn that place.
0: No. Not not nearly. No.
1: No, no. Uh I who did I talk about this with? It must have been with Roderick. Yeah, no. You're talking, no, yes. no, no, no. The stuff the only things that go on the counter are the things that really 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 have to be on the counter or bring you delight. It's okay to have a pot of flowers there. It's okay to have the cutting board there. The knives don't go there. The knives go in a drawer. They go in the knife drawer. They go, they go over here. And you don't, have, you don't have an obscure kitchen dingus, let alone two of them. I mean, bless. I, I love your wife. But no, that, that, that needs to change. Yeah, you so, you I mean, need an so, island so, or something. Yeah, so
0: this, so we have, it's a compromise. Like, it's not, it's not exactly the way any of us would want it. But to maintain this compromise, the maintenance of the compromise, that, that is my job, to make sure that we maintain this compromise in a way that does not burn the house down.
1: And just help me understand the, 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 I think I understand what the compromise you've arrived at is, but if it was not quite the, the, so much the way you wanted, what would it be? It'd be more things.
0: So for me, I would probably have be almost, clear. Enti- almost entirely clear. Yeah. I'm very like, I, I do my childhood bedroom is a good example. I did have bookshelves that I arranged things on my little pewter figurines, my models, a couple of important books, uh, you know, a couple of beloved toys, and I had a desk that had basically nothing on it except for my desk lamp and like my my realistic uh, transistor radio with tape deck. Um, and my dresser had trophies on top of it and a couple of stuffed animals, but lots of empty space. Like there was not like oh, there's more room in my dresser. I could put more stuff up there, right? Yeah. So I would have much much less stuff on the counters just period The much less a period and certainly things that only get used once every other month would not be on the counters. and so then there'd be a lot more slop and i and not to say i wouldn't still fix things because i totally would because even when there's like that there's a precise place for everything and i would put it back in that place but it wouldn't be a danger it would just be like me with my little foibles
1: why two mixers
0: uh so one was our original mixer that we got i think like it's a, a wedding classic, gift.
1: classic blender
0: yeah like okay. you know, the l- little blades in the bottom you yep, spin yep, it yep. um and that is actually the one that gets used the most frequently because every month or so when we make our, you know, we make sauce, uh, mm-hmm. pasta sauce, we make a very big batch and we use that to, you know, uh, blend up the tomatoes. You don't, you don't blend them too much. You're not making a puree, but to just chop them up in a more efficient manner than you squishing them with your hands or whatever you're, you're going to do, right? So that actually gets used maybe once a month. I still think it shouldn't be on the counter, but that's that's where it is. The Vitamix thing was because she wanted... Uh, she wanted one because she thought, oh, you can make smoothies and stuff. Like it's much more powerful and fancy. And Vitamix expensive. is a
1: is a hell of a mixer. Yeah,
0: yeah. is it because so she...
1: you don't want seeds in the Vitamix? Why why don't you just have one?
0: This is this is good question. Too much power. The Vitamix is better. Vitamix is, is still, better. Why do we still have the other one? I can't Next really answer that one. You don't want to hurt its feelings. I mean, it might be tradition. It might be. That the other one is a known quantity and we use it for 20 years of marriage it's just like look this is the blender we use to make sauce and we don't use the other one mm-hmm. um i'm not entirely sure uh but the plain fact is that instead of one replacing the other we added uh and so and that was that was i think like that was the last jig piece of the jigsaw puzzle now we're full up like we had a little bit of slop but once that came on now it's down to the millimeter hmm
1: I mean, I made a subtle distinction last night because my my, my my wife really does like surfaces to be clear. And there's one surface. It's a table I never asked for. Look, I don't want to get into the whole thing here. I never asked for this table to be in the lounge, but somehow somebody like offered us a table and we ended up with a table. I was not involved in the decision making, which is a little bit of a sore spot, but it's a really ugly white table thing, like a... How would you describe it? I mean, I don't know what it's for. It's got three drawers. It's got two doors on the side and an area in the middle. It might've been good, like, in somebody somebody's, like, poorly decorated hallway, but somehow we ended up with it. And it has now become the sink for everything in our family room. And last night, uh, it, I, I, I looked over, and my wife was kind of tidying a little bit. It's kind of technically sort of kind of my area, my controlled area, but it was out of control. The pile had gone up and up and up. Cause what, what we realized is like, basically every time my kid's stuff is on the floor, it, it 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 ends up on the table. And so my wife was cleaning it. I cleaned it a little bit today. It's a thing that I'm working on, but I, I made, I made a distinction. I haven't totally worked this out in my mind yet. I've realized that my wife is a stacker and I am a piler. And I know it sounds like a distinction without a difference, but in a lot of situations, I will go blind to an area where I primarily just throw stuff. Like on top of like where my socks and underwear area is in our closet. Like we've got like IKEA those like drawers, as wire drawers for all my like shirts and stuff. And on top of there, there's this like volcanic eruption of pants and sweatpants and shirts and hats and like socks I don't like anymore. And it, it really is threatening to kind of. Uh, Kilauea down the sides.
0: So that's your pile because things, pile. Aren't preci- things aren't precisely aligned to be directly on top of each other. They're just but kind of on top of each other. it's very
1: structurally sound as it goes, but it's real ugly. And I know my wife hates it. My wife- It's, it's lumping.
0: It's a mound. It's not an orderly stack.
1: She is a stacker. And so when she wants to clear off areas, she goes into like kind of a mode I don't know if you've ever seen this kind of mode in a cleaner, but like, I think she stops really consciously processing and it's more like a bleep blorp kind of thing. Bleep blorp, rectangular magazine, bleep blorp, other rectangular magazine, comic book thing from school, stack, 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 stack. stack. If she just wants to like really quick clean and she makes these impossible towers, these, these stacks that are very upsetting to me. Because the, I, I don't know how they don't fall over more often. I think it's just that she stops at the point when it's going to really fall over. But the problem is, I'm a piler, she's a stacker. Neither one is a particularly healthy pattern. Yeah. It sounds like we're careless. And it's not that we're careless, it's just that we can't keep up. Like every day is a truck with one kid who likes crafts and art and you name it, and like turning spaghetti into art or like turning a hanger into a radio or whatever. Like our house is just overrun with every project in the world in like 16 different piles every day.
0: Yep, yep. I mean, I, I, that's why I try to remember to take pictures of my daughter's room so we don't forget. Exactly I love those. Exactly <sighs> what it was like. Uh, I mean, my, my meta concern has been for a long time, we're, we're still working on this, it's like a thing, I want, I think I mentioned this before, things have to leave my house. I need things to leave my house.
1: It needs to leave, like, yes, you have said like this,
0: yeah. I, I, very often through my head, there's, there's this sort of overriding, like the poster that's in the background of my mind, is things need to leave my house. Because things come into my house and if things never leave your house, but things come into your house, you have a problem. So you we notice, have a problem.
1: You notice that the ratio is not favorable for you. So yeah,
0: you do the graph. You notice like many, what,
1: many does, things coming is, in.
0: How does this end? Things come into my house a lot. Like so kids many bring plastic things, the house, things. We buy Little things.
1: plastic things.
0: Yeah. Art supplies. Art you know, supplies. And so your table sink, we had a sink like that too. Uh, Usually it's like a counter for a lot of people. It's like a... A counter is a frequent oh, I said, like every, every horizontal surface is like that to some degree, especially for my wife. But we had, uh, I think everybody has had this. You probably had it as well. Uh, when you have a kid, I think they make you buy one of these in this country. Um, it's like a wooden uh, set of shelves that have like wooden dowels going between two uh, upright uh, rectangular wooden planks. Mm-hmm. And the dowels are offset. So you can take these colored uh, plastic bins and put them uh, leaning in the dowels on an angle. Oh, so sure. Bins, well, like, it's kind of
1: like a preschool-type situation. Yeah.
0: So the bins are, are not facing straight up. They're kind of, like, tilted towards you. hmm And there's bins of different sizes, and you put toddler's toys in the bins. Right? And you can take that's, the bins out. That's the idea. With. Yeah. Right. So we have that. Everyone we know had that. Uh, and we had that in our house until both of our kids were well into, like, double-digit ages. Uh, and why did we have it? Like, we found a place for it in the house, and long after, like, the kids stopped playing with whatever baby toys that were in there... The reason we had it is because every time we found some kids' junk everywhere, because they're leaving their stuff all over, we would take it and put it in the bins, just like everyone's taking everything and putting it on your table, in point your of quote-unquote point of information. I,
1: I know your wife is careful about keeping the doll parts and Lego parts together. Did you continue to, as with a well-organized preschool, did you continue to say, wood blocks go in here? soldiers go in here like did you continue to have as that as or? if
0: the kids ever put anything away right? no this <laughs> as was as a sink for adults yeah. this was when we would find things and we don't know where did this come from Do this this is this a toy that you care about does this come from school or whatever <sighs> it would go into the bins like it was it was a play and we would take the baby toys and rotate them out And it was like oh there's more room in the bins for more crap that they leave around eventually we realized like why do we have toddler toys we have two kids who are older than 10 years old or whatever and you know, like, we need to get rid of these bins. So we did get rid of the bins. I forget we gave them away or whatever. And I thought that was a good challenge. It was like, now when you find crap, where are you going to put it? You can't put it uh, in the bins because the bins are gone. Well, my wife quickly bought a new set of shelves that are not toddler bins. Were
1: you uh, were you involved in that decision?
0: Uh, I was involved in that I said, fine, go ahead. Uh, You're you are know,
1: involved but not committed. You were the... Uh, you were the chicken, not the uh, pig.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind the fact that it's there. And in fact, because it's not as easily accessible as the bins, we don't shove things in there. But she very quickly filled every one of the shelves with stuff, and now they just stay closed. I honestly don't know what's in them. All I know is that they're full. And at the top of that shelf, we mostly don't pile things on, because we put pictures on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the pictures are sort of like placeholders, making you feel bad if you block a picture of your family with some other junk. Mm-hmm. So it's filled with things that, who knows? what well, I, I honestly don't know what's in there. Uh, there's stuff in all the, the things uh, and on top of it are the pictures. Um, but I think, but it hasn't filled the same role as the bins. Like your table is just like, Oh, I found a thing. I don't know where it belongs, Put it on the table, that's your solution.
1: <sighs> there's so much stuff. You really, in order to do this well, to take care of this. Well, first of all, pretty much everybody, or at least all the important characters who get to run things have to be equally committed to like doing a scorched earth, ground up, we're going to do this different approach. It's very difficult. And this is like an old 43 folders thing. But like, you, to me, your notion in an ideal world, your notion of organization should not begin with, let's go to a container store for new plastic things to put things in, right? Um, the, it's, it starts with, you know, really like that book, that book I like, uh, It's All Too Much. The guy says, it really starts with saying like, think about this room or this area in this room, right? You've got the areas of your house, you have rooms in those areas. And then in each room, there are areas where you do different things. If you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, what what's the life that I would like to have in the dining room? And a lot of people will tell you that it depends on the house you've got, you know, but for a lot of people, I remember when I was a kid, the dining room was often like where laundry was. <laughs> like a table full of like laundry and envelopes and stuff like that. And nobody ever sat down to eat. And that's what this guy says is like, and I, I realize this is somewhat utopian given the discussion we're having, but his idea that I think is really smart is before you do anything, start by saying, how would you like your house to be? Do, it, it has your probably not you, certainly not me. Has your master bedroom turned into a tertiary playroom for your child? Are there things that your child is doing in your room that like, where they've just colonized the entire house? How would you like to be, would you like to have a reading area here? Would you like to have a bedroom? Would you like to have a door that stays closed? Would you like to be able to entertain in this area and feel good about it? And like, once you start with that, then you go like, now you go through and you run through every object in your house and go like, is this, is this really a thing I need? Why is this so hard What's the phrase you use? This needs to be out of my house. This needs to go. Cease like to why leave. is this needs to leave? Why, why has this not left yet? Things and need to
0: leave my house.
1: Things need to leave. That's the poster <laughs> I'm <can't laughs> writing that down. Things need to leave my house. Um, and that is hard to do. And so I'm going to do one more confession. Cause I, I sound like I'm complaining and I don't mean to sound like that. The other thing that I'm terrible about, like, so, so she's a stacker. I'm the piler and I am also the boxer. Because when I reach my fit of peak, that's similar to the kind of fit of peak my wife has, I turn my hands. Like, you can see what I do with my hands here. They're like 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 grabby pitchforks, like kind of like a, a domestic they look
0: like go- big strong hands.
1: Domestic, thank you, dom- domestic goatsy. Like imagine I got these big claws and I'm gonna go. I grab everything in this area and I put it in a box. I keep grabbing until everything is gone from that area. It's in the box. And now it's kind of not my problem anymore. And maybe that box goes in a closet. Maybe something else goes on top of that box. That That is a problem. Because whenever anybody loses or misplaces or mislays anything, and yes, they are different, anytime you can't find something... I find myself saying the same thing. Well, it depends on who the person in the house is. But a lot of times my daughter will say like, where is the compass we got at Walgreens two years ago? And I'm like, it's probably in a box. (laughs) Because if you can't find it and you don't know where it is and it's not in your primary, secondary, or tertiary craft Bastic that we've got in the family room where we constantly are doing the Goatsy Hands to fill these. If they're not there, they're probably in a box from two Christmases ago. They're somewhere. They could be with Buzz Lightyear in the closet. I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's my, and that's bad. I have to admit that's bad. It gives me a little bit of temporary relief, but being a boxer is not healthy. I don't like that about myself. And then occasionally when we want to have some quality of life, we will spend a weekend, this actually does happen, going through all of those boxes. And it's actually shockingly easy to throw out for obvious reasons. It's shockingly easy to throw out almost everything in there, except for the one or two extremely precious things that somehow ended up in there in a the purge.
0: Yeah. We just did a uh, kid's artwork from school recently. So my parents were coming to visit and they, they stay in a guest room that we have. And the guest room predictably was a hundred percent filled with crap, right? So we needed to get the crap out so they can actually stay there. And that was, as usual, a yak shaving uh, expedition where were the, kids in, to... were the kids
1: involved in deciding what went and stayed?
0: Oh, no. no. Um,
1: <laughs> we call that disappearing. They don't care about that. Internally, between my wife and I, that's where you go like, oh yeah, I disappeared that. Yeah, you know, Like they used to do in like Central America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just get thrown it out of the plane. Disappeared. Yeah. Um, it got disappeared.
0: <laughs> yeah, But the, the yak shaving portion is you can't begin to do anything in that room it's like, you know, what do you call those those sliding puzzles? We're, you, back, we're back to the tile
1: puzzle. It's like a 16 tile puzzle.
0: Right. And so my wife asked me, to, she was mostly doing this herself because a lot of the stuff, uh, frankly, was hers in that room. Uh, and I wasn't allowed to move it or touch it. And really <laughs> Is that she,
1: where she does her scrapbooking? Yes. <laughs>
0: um, so. Uh, so one thing she wanted me to do is we had some stuff in there she wanted me she wanted me to move a bunch of chairs like we have like extra chairs for the dining room table it's part of our dining room you know table set that like we don't use on a regular basis and those are stored in that room so I need to move the chairs um, and so as I'm going about inflating bicycle tires she's like I thought I told you to move the chairs I said this is this is a you know reasonably long five step yak shaving trail that uh, trust me eventually leads to. Those chairs moving. And it did. But Did you say
1: as you were inflating bicycle tires? Yes.
0: Bicycle inflating bicycle tires was like step, you know, two of seven to getting the chairs out of that room.
1: Because you had to move the bike. Oh, this is gonna be the house that Jack built.
0: Yeah, so it's yak shaving. You know what yak shaving is? I
1: do, I do. You shave, you're shaving you pretty soon you're shaving a yak. Or is right, that like pretty soon sometimes you're inflating
0: locking? bicycle tires? That's how you get the chairs out of the room.
1: <laughs> For one of a nail. <laughs>
0: Right. So we had I I got rid of a bicycle because things have to leave my house. I got rid of a <laughs> scooter.
1: Uh, you disappear, yeah. you disappeared them?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean everyone knew. It wasn't it wasn't a secret disappeared. Uh, although it was fun though, because like the, the scooter it was a razor scooter, so I don't even want to know how much we paid for this and the kids never use it because they don't like scooters, right? So you, you can this is the magic of, of the suburb that I live in and maybe probably all suburbs. Maybe not, maybe also where you are, you tell me. Um but in our suburb I continue to be amazed by our ability to put almost anything on the curb in front of our house with a sign that says free on it, and mm-hmm. then just wait for the magic to happen. Just <laughs> wait. And you think, all right, it's been there for eight hours now. No one wants that, right? And then mm-hmm. what happens is you're having a conversation, you go, Hey, wait a second. You
1: turn around, you turn and around. And again, it's gone.
0: Jurassic Park, where's the goat? I know. What what happened to that thing we put on the curb? It's like I would say definitely someone overnight. must have taken it.
1: There have been times when, like, there's some stuff. Somebody will come by and grab one good thing, but then, like, you turn around, or especially overnight, and you're like, whoa, everything but that one terrible, obvious piece of garbage is gone.
0: Right. Well, The the thing is, the terrible, obvious piece of garbage, I'm like, okay, well, no one's going to take that, so fine, I'll take that loss, right? But then you realize, wait, you you forget about it. You're like, it's gone. Someone took it. Someone always takes it. I don't know who they are. I don't know when they come. I don't know where they are, but I love them because, yes, please take our junk. So we got rid of... I can't
1: believe, I can't believe, I both cannot believe what people take. Well, let me start it easier. Uh, I'm shocked sometimes by what people don't take, but I am super duper confused by what people do take.
0: I don't think we've ever had anything that hasn't been taken yet.
1: San Francisco is pretty famous for this. No, but sometimes it's weird. You put out like some obviously broken-ish piece of electronics and it just disappears. But you put out like something that's like an actually kind of legit, still useful thing. And sometimes it doesn't go for a while, but it will eventually go. I think there are marauders. There are sand people that just sweep through the neighborhood. And yeah, like it, like it
0: that. goes into super train. Like they can turn that into energy. It
1: goes into the slurry.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I think has to be happening. Right? So the, the bicycle that I didn't think was going to go that was there for like an entire day. but <laughs> so eventually one, went. step zero, pump up the tires. <laughs> right. No, so this bike, the tires were, this bike was my father's bicycle. Right, and eventually it became my bicycle when my my bike got stolen as a teen. Um, and I still had this bike, and the tires on it, the rubber on the tires, it just turned to dust. Like it just like you could take it in your hand and just crumble it. Like that's how old the rubber was in the tires. Right, so you couldn't ride this. You can't inflate the tires because like the inner tube may or may not have been good, but the tire, like the actual rubber tire, was just you could crumble it in your hands <laughs> like chalk. That's like right? that's like
1: having a really healthy liver and no skin.
0: Right. And so yeah. this is thing sitting on the, on the curb with a free sign on it. So this is, this is a Ross bicycle from probably 1982, right? It was a good, it was a great bike. I think it still is a great bike, frankly, uh, if you've got new tires on it and new brake pads and re-lubricated it. And is it like that,
1: a, like a beachy bike or 10, a 10-speed? 10 10 speed. Okay. 10-speed.
0: Very nice bike. Excellent bike. Um, but, is basically a piece of garbage that you can't ride. And like who in their right mind is going to take a very rusty, very old, both looking and condition-wise bicycle that is not rideable in any way that you have to put money into to get any value out of it. You can't even take parts off this cuz all the parts are ancient and old and rusty and yet it went.
1: What's your guess? I kept thinking,
0: like, maybe for parts? Is it metal recycling? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at, the, again, I'm at Supertrain. I'm like, maybe they just want it, they, they'll melt it down. Well, it's like bubbles.
1: Uh, I always went into the, the copper pipes. Maybe, maybe there's, like yeah. you say, maybe there's a municipal slurry that you just
0: don't right. know about. But, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. And so the other one that baffles me, our neighbors are running the same experiment. They had <laughs> out on their curb a couch. So, you know, you know, right off the bat, any kind of squishy furniture, like, mm, oh,
1: right. no hard pass.
0: Right. So, this is a couch. It's an ugly couch. It's like it's like blue and green with orange flowers on it, right? <laughs> it's got a free sign on it. Oh, you, so much you walk, there's
1: so much butt on that couch.
0: <laughs> as you walk around the corner, you realize, "Oh, these people own a cat because that cat has <laughs> absolutely shredded one like <laughs> arm of the sofa." like they just have a favorite i just yeah just <laughs> be like, there's one
1: corner there's one corner in our house that our cat is relentless about mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so this there's like just couch entrails everywhere just long oh, green no. and yellow strings and just totally shredded and you're like and and you know it may have been out overnight during when it rained i don't even know and it's like okay who is taking that And and yet it disappeared and maybe they called the bulky trash pickup to get it picked up, but I always saw it there with the free sign on it. I don't know how it went away. I but it just it 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 departed.
1: But okay, well, where did that one go?
0: I, I mean, again, I can the slurry is all I can think about. Like, is someone yeah. is someone breaking this down? Are the atoms valuable to somebody? Like, certainly, no one is putting that into their <laughs> home and sitting on it.
1: You, I doubt you've had occasion to see my uh, Twitter header image, so I'll just send it to you right now. That's outside our uh, post office. Uh, looking, looking
0: good. See, I yeah. think that would get taken in our neighborhood. <laughs> I think that's, someone. I to think to someone would to take it. To the
1: listeners, I just love the geometry of this photo and a little bit of a hill. Uh, it is a what a chaise oh, style. Was it? What, what, what called like a divan? A
0: white IKEA couch.
1: It could be a, IKEA. It's, it's modern. Of, I would call it a divan, maybe it's got you know it's a it's a it's a white three seater couch with well, cushions it on white. it well and it has one super cushion on the bottom- mm-hmm. <laughs> i love so much about this it is um would you say filthy how would you describe it
0: uh i mean it's not super filthy as in like it has mud poured on it but it's like someone has dropped their ashtray on it many times but not where they were sitting
1: I think okay so I think this had a happy life in somebody's dorm style house and I think eventually it looks like I imagine this being now see now back in Providence this is the kind of couch that you would have in what locals call the shop which is like when you go out and you hang out and you drink beer in the garage we're going out to the shop Mm, this mm. looks to me like this couch was in the shop it's got extreme uh, stains on and I'll put this in show notes and uh, and then well, the best part, not the best part, but a very good part, is that somebody took the time to make a spray painted sign for That's it that right. says "free" and typed no, it. With no the,
0: marker sign here; they use spray paint, and they did a pretty tape good job. Actually, tape, spray
1: painting is harder than it looks. They did yeah. a pretty good job, and then they used four pieces of blue uh, masking tape to uh, put it onto the couch.
0: So I'm looking at those metal legs, though. Maybe those mm-hmm. are worth something. Oh, for the slurry. Yeah. I I said the whole thing. I don't If someone has got a Mr. Fusion somewhere and they're just putting banana peels and old couches into it and <laughs> that's what's powering our cities and we don't know about it.
1: <laughs> we don't need, where we're going, we don't need couches.
0: Oh,
1: uh, it's um I feel like we are on the verge of a purge at our house. I can feel it coming. Not in a bad way, like in in a good way. I and I've described this to you. God, I I'm sorry. I can't I can't keep up with my own goddamn shows for my, my tile puzzle. My, my problem is, okay, you know me and you know the way my brain works. And I'm i I'm i I'm a planner thinker. I'm a like, what comes next after what comes next type thinker. This is partly what makes me manic. It's partly what makes me a, a warrior. And it's what sometimes makes me somewhat useful on a project management team is I'm pretty good at going like, okay, well, if we're pretty sure that might happen, then what are we pretty sure might else happen? And like to do this, why do we have to do that? And so, you know, my wife, whom I love, will say something to me. I love her so much, but she'll sometimes say something like, um, "Let's go put this thing there." And I'll be like, "Okay, we're gonna put that thing there. Hmm. 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 The, the, carp, the, carp, the carpet washer is gonna go there, okay? Because cause she got a carpet washer. That's the thing we have." I said, "Oh, okay. Then w- what about the stuff that's already? W- <laughs> what about the stuff that's already there? Where's that gonna go?" Hmm. I'm like, okay, so if, I gotta, if we want to put this in this, this, what I consider most favored nation spot in the pantry big closet where we have a lot of storage in our small flat, uh, it's like our food pantry thing, it's got lots of boxes, it's got all kinds of stuff, yearbooks, all of that. I'm like, yeah, but like, okay, so then that goes there, then where does the uh, KQED survival bucket go? It's like, well, I don't know. And this is where we get into the tile puzzle. And for me, it all comes down to the garage. You can't start solving the puzzle. That's your,
0: that's your buffer area.
1: That's my that's my bike tire. It's like until we the very first thing that has to, well, the very, very first thing is you have to make a hole. Like <laughs> you have to like clear an area. But there has to be half a day, really, to do anything effective. And and really, props to her. She's about a hundred times faster and more effective at cleaning anything than I am. But for me, that means, okay, first of all, we need to go go down and we need to do a purge in the garage. And for and my trick for that, which I may have mentioned before, my trick for that is. I call my guy and I book a slot for him to bring his very, very large panel truck out. And I pay way more money than I should because that puts pressure on me. And if I can, here's what I do. This is how dumb I am. I will try to make the appointment for that day. Like if I have, like Thursday is my Thursday. Thursday is usually my day where I do all the household things and I'm the household fairy. I'll wake up in the morning. I call my dude and I say, Hey, my dude, can you bring your big oversized panel truck out here? And I'll give you all of this money. Cause now we got you got a stew going. Cause now there's pressure on me. I'm spending I'm spending three figures to have this guy come out to the house. I sure as stuff better have some things to put on his oversized panel truck. Now I'm playing a video game, and that's where I go down. And I'm like, oh, big cardboard box, old broken bike, razor scooter, old suitcase, old suitcase, old suitcase, old suitcase. And I can make. I'll try and find you a recent pile. It is shocking when I've got that pressure of it's five hours till my dude shows up. You can't believe how ruthless I've become. But you know what I've done? I've taken step zero. I've at least cleaned out. I've made a hole. I've made a space where now the 15 other tiles could potentially go if I play my cards right. Um, Do you do anything like this? Do you do any kind of wholesale purge like that?
0: I've often had a fantasy of getting like a dumpster on the driveway. Oh, get a 10-yard dumpster, boy. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's Ooh. a couple of problems with that scenario. One Your is neighbors I don't,
1: love that. Neighbors love when you get a dumpster.
0: Yeah. But I I don't do that type of thing where like I'm gonna do this to put pressure on myself and pay more money to put pressure. No, I I don't I don't do that. Right. Hmm. So so that's that's mostly out. Um But you can other, understand why I would. Yeah, sure. No, if it works for you, it's fine. Um uh, but it's not Because well, if you
1: schedule it for a month from now, you're never gonna do it. It might right, as well, well be
0: today. Well here's the other problem is uh Much like the beauty of Long Island in that it is impossible to get out to the east end of it, uh, which keeps out the riffraff. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. My house is a a great bottleneck. Um, So most of the things that we want to leave my house are in the attic, which is one very treacherous flight of stairs and one regular flight of stairs uh, Mm -hmm. to get out of the house. And so say you want there's a lot of stuff in your attic that you want to get rid of. And there is to get it down to your dumpster or panel truck or any other thing is quite an ordeal you know this is where if you keep your
1: old max inboxes and your air conditioners
0: uh and a- like every you know baby toy and other random stuff there is some stuff in the basement speaking of old suitcases but a lot of stuff is in the attic so the like sort of the uh the, the cost the, the activation energy of getting one thing into that big dumpster that you would rent is very high. And no matter how motivated you are, at a certain point, like, okay, well, a single person can't carry this down the incredibly steep treacherous hallway that leads to a closet. Well, and some
1: people, some people have a real problem with throwing things out the window. Although there are other people who think it's a pretty baller way to get something to the first floor.
0: And that's not going to happen for a variety of reasons. The Mm -hmm. main one being that the only window in the attic that opens, Mm -hmm. opens onto another roof of our house.
1: That's no good. (laughs) You you know those orange orange toopey slidey things. (laughs)
0: It, it, even then, you couldn't, it doesn't, there's no direct route. We need one of the, one of the, the, yeah, but you can the, get like an action, action park style slide. Yeah, the you stiff get one ones, of those? not the, not just the little loose yeah, tubes that stiff ones. Right. But then I would want to throw, like, for example, we have uh-huh. a very heavy air conditioner up there that's like our old air conditioner very for our bedroom. Pointy. And I would not, if you threw it out the window, it would go through the roof of the, <laughs> like, it's not, oh, speaking of that, when we bought this house, like, uh-huh. the people who had this house before us, they had an air conditioner in the attic and our attic runs the whole length of our house from like along the ridge line from end to end. It's just one big giant room. Mm-hmm. And they had the biggest window unit air conditioner I've ever seen in my entire life poking out of the one window that opens in the attic. Really? This thing was the size of a Buick. It was huge. It, it
1: was, uh, and it was, it was, they were using it to air condition the attic?
0: Yes. So they could be up there because it's a finished attic. It's finished. Oh, my
1: God. You're kidding. you got a secret house in your
0: house. It's filled with crap, so there's no no way you can do that. But this is a finished attic. It's not heated and it's not cooled. But they would be up there in the summer, and as you can imagine, it would be incredibly hot because it's insulated and finished, you know, Mm -hmm. right? And so it would be very hot. So hot. They had a huge window unit in there. And, you know, so we didn't live up there, right? But we still had the window unit there. And eventually, we're like, we need to get this thing out of here just because it's it's clogging up the window. It doesn't let us open the window to get ventilation or anything. And we don't use it, and who if we did turn it on, it would probably like make our energy bill go up by twenty times. So we need to get it out. But it was so big that it could basically not be carried by a single person anywhere. I was—I didn't even know how. But it's, we were it's like a
1: ship in a bottle. Like, how did they do it?
0: Yeah, I didn't even know how we were going to get out of the window because you know how window units work—you lift up the window. Now the thing is ready to tilt out, and it was just—it was you just would so need big. Somebody
1: it feels like you would need. At least one person on the other side.
0: Yeah, to, to, to prop it up. And so I, I, have, my memory of this is fuzzy. I believe we did have people on ladders on the outside to just try to get it in. Mm-hmm. But I do recall how we got it out of the attic, and that was to disassemble it into pieces, oh to break to break this thing down into pieces that could be carried. Oh no, that's, that's,
1: that's oh no, no, no.
0: Right, and so again, if I call the guy five hours ahead, and like this was like a week long project, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. So it. Things have to be done more gradually because I don't think we can have the capacity for a great purge because most of the easily purgeable areas are more or less purged. Like our garage has lots of crap in it, but you know, we can, you know, it's, there's not, it's not purgeable. There's not something that there needs to be purged. The attic needs to be purged for sure, but it is the hardest place to get things into or out of. And basement is also tricky.
1: I don't seem like I'm being too fast and loose with spending your money here. But uh, but the other thing is, you know, some of the dudes, when you call the dude, it doesn't have to be a dude. When you call the dude, uh, part of what they will do as a service is to help you carry stuff down. In a more premium service, a big part of what they're doing is, see, a lot of what they're doing is they're going to, like, get hired to clean out, like, mom's house or something. So there are services that could help you actually get it down. Now, yeah, they, they but, might nick up your walls, and I know you wouldn't be into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, well, pointy. But the re- they're very
0: the- pointy, the air conditioners. That's that's very true. You don't have to tell me I'm, I'm – I- the one who carries them down and brings them back up every year. Mm. Um, but yeah, the main problem is like uh, both me and my wife, like it takes us weeks to even decide what's leaving and what's staying. Cause you know, my wife, again, with the ax shaving, she'd go up there and she's like, well, I can't even think about this stuff until I organize it. So she's got to organize everything into bins. And then she's got to categorize it. These uh. are, these are giving away. These were selling, these were throwing away. And then maybe after that, six month long both of us quit our jobs and just and just categorize things in our house thing then you could hire the burly people to come and carry out the trash pile into the trash but then we need a second set of people to uh arrange for the you know charity to come and pick up these things and we need a third set of people to find out how to sell or give away these at you know yard sales or at work or you know on the curb or whatever Yeah, we'd basically need like an entire year of our life to get the stuff in order. Um, So maybe that's what we'll do when we retire, assuming we're not uh, unintentionally walled into our own home.
1: (laughs) You're a personal garbage amontillado. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: For the love of God.
1: (laughs) If only we hadn't walled that boy up in the abandoned Coke oven. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a struggle, isn't it? Trying to find pictures. Every time what I like to do see, this is also I get to be a hero when I do that. I'm trying to find some of the pictures of our garbage pickups. It's it's such a good feeling. Oh, it's such a good feeling. And this Handle is a truck, mean, th- though. This is why like, I not, say, not a not a pickup truck. I would have think it would be a pickup truck. Well, it depends. Like I've got I've got I've got three different uh, sources for this I have used. I have, in fact, recently, just because I was in a pinch, used the somewhat overpriced uh 10 Git Junk. What's so? what is called? To the junk pickup people, mm-hmm. the franchise junk pickup, which basically is like a you know, a, all you need is a pickup truck and a logo, a panel truck. Uh, is it a panel truck? What do you call it? Like a big truck? It's like a big ass truck with walls, it, and they the charge. Panel truck
0: you. is like a like a U-Haul or Ryder. Truck.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like that. A lot of times it'll be uh, no hat. Hatless, repeat Hatless, and people will put stuff in there. But they charge you by the, uh, they have a trick, just so you know. They'll tell you, oh, this is going to be $450 because it looks like about this much of a truck. And it's always less, so then they get to feel like, you know, they're heroes and you're going to love them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like I say, this is a luxury item. I admit to you this is a luxury item. But having that pressure to do that, you will make better fast decisions whereas like if you had set that for 3 weeks in the future you would diddle and daddle not you but me I would just like fart around and go like well I still got another 2 weeks to get started on this
0: in 3 weeks we would feel like oh my god the pressure's on we need to hurry up and organize now because 3 weeks is not enough time to even but determine the tile puzzle what's going to leave the house
1: the tile puzzle analogy falls apart very quickly but but the, the I mean if we if we take it as read that first you must make a hole right there has to first be a hole. There has to be some movement, and that man, you once you so it's 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 a cognitive like uh, realignment because suddenly you stop seeing this static situation that you would rather not think about. And as I again the forty three folders thing, look for situations where you can invert your point of view in such a way that now like. Now I could be rewarded for my procrastination because I have so much stuff I've put off getting rid of that now it's actually once I shift, once I flip, I now have crystal clear Terminator heads-up display for how much of this I could throw away. And you're no longer on the bubble. That's the problem. The bubble is the problem. The bubble, Jerry, the bubble. Because the bubble is, mm, I have to disassemble this air conditioner. And in my garage, though, I mean, dumb stuff. Dumb stuff like we don't have enough room in recycling to get rid of all of our cardboard it's monstrous we've got to like put out a little bit at a time or put it out and hope the sand people get it and in this case i don't have to break down the box i just say, look at here you take care of that for me that just goes in the pile and all the stuff you would have been on the bubble about you're like ho, oh, oh, throw it on the truck I'm, I'm i'm like uh like your mario picking up his coins or whatever I'm, I'm i'm getting all kinds of points on the board by grabbing all kinds of stuff i'm just saying make a hole before things can leave your house you have to make a hole
0: yeah I well, know it's, it's not it, your
1: main, but man, it would be nice to have that attic. Be you think that's the point where your son might ever want to live up there?
0: Oh no, no, it's not. Not really level up there without an air conditioner. Oh, wouldn't you want
1: to live up there though? Would not that be great?
0: No, it, it's it's the ceilings are very slopey. You you'd hit your head a lot. You'd, I do hit my head a lot up there. It, it happens. It's not particularly homey. I, you're, and the you're carpet, a tall fella, yeah. the carpet is green, like one hundred percent green. Yes, <laughs> oh. walt of war carpeted. Oh. it's not not a it's particularly not like the
1: mill it's not like the suitcase place. Where you get the original yeah it's floors. not
0: it's not it's not it's very eighties it's not particularly homey up there, even if you could see the floor um but you know, for the for the kids' artwork um this is like you know so since the kids have been bringing home artwork like from preschool like oh we we put paints on their little hands and they just slop their hands around on the like so artwork comes home as you will find out once you have kids and they make artwork, it comes home whether you want it to come home or not. Oh, yeah. And then it goes through a filtering process, at least in our house, of eventually you throw out the stuff that's like, okay, this is garbage. But you're like, oh, they made one or two or three or four nice things, right? Uh, But you throw everything else out. And then eventually your pile of nice things starts getting big. So you file them away with the the preschool and kindergarten nice things. And then we, the most recently we were at the point of, here's all the kids' artworks for their entire life from preschool through whatever grade they're in now. And we need to get rid of... This is the stuff we save. This is the quote-unquote good stuff. We need to get rid of most of this, right? So now we're going to throw out 90% of the 1% that we saved. Mm -hmm. And that process involves, well, we save these for a reason. So let's take a picture of all of them with our phones. So at least we'll have them. And then we can throw them out. But you still are left with a much, much smaller, but still substantial pile of the real keepers that we can't actually get rid of. And that process of going, you know, two people going through the thing to agree what goes and what stays and taking pictures of everything. This is for a stack of papers that's not, maybe you know, it's like a foot high, right? But that that process is, you know, there's an hour gone already with just that, right? Yeah. So, that, if you have to go through that type of process with every three square feet of things, it can take a long time. Yes, but
1: I think I feel like there's a pattern for me in a lot of this stuff, um, which is you have to shake yourself out of the compartmentalization that's gotten you to where you are, which can be the most difficult part. I remember first hearing that term with regard to Bill Clinton and how he was this very, very smart guy, but he was masterful or dastardly at how he could compartmentalize, how he could be so smart and so focused about some things and just utterly ignore other things. And I know I'm that way about a million things. So like for me, like I say, on the one hand, as far as as the step zero, inflate the tire, make a whole purging, like that pressure of like the, the, the change of cognition I need or the change of thinking that I need is to stop thinking of this as a static area that I don't want to think about and turn it into a very lively area where I get Mario coins for getting rid of stuff. On the other hand, I think it's not, um, I think you first, you need to get something like, now if you're the kind of person who was a monster and had their paper towels delivered from Amazon and you had a big like cardboard sized box that your daughter could fit in if she crouched down, you need a box that size where one project is we do nothing for N hours or days or like our main project is every time we find art stuff, it goes in that box for now. That is not the final situation. But what we do need to do is all art stuff. Oh, by this, I mean like our precious works of art from our kids all go in that box and they all get dealt with at one time. If you do onesie twosie, you're never going to win. You're never going to win. A lot of that stuff is on like a totally acidic, cheap paper. It's going to fall apart anyway. Like when you're done with that, you may come up with like five really grand pieces that you put somewhere. Maybe you'll frame it, whatever. Maybe you'll make it into a fracture or whatever. I don't know. But like you gotta think in shovels, not teaspoons, or you just don't go anywhere. And then, now you're just now you're just frustrated and you feel sad. Scale.
0: Well, this was the shovel. This was the shovel of like all like 14 years of artwork. One percent, the one percent, the good one percent that we saved from 14 years of artwork, further narrowed down to uh, a one percent. Oh, that's that.
1: so hard to do. So hard to do.
0: Right, and, then, and again, two. You know, we need two two person commit. Turn your key, sir. Like it had to be. We had to have agreement <laughs> on what the keepers are not. Right, so. We didn't involve the kids, but just with the two parents. It wasn't that bad. Like, we didn't have any problem, but we did it. But it's time-consuming, right? And, of course, remember, I have a continued steady production of artwork, or used to anyway, before she turned her concentration to uh, radical veganism, of artwork uh, from my daughter. She's making new things, or she was making new things. (laughs) She's just making
1: making posters and, like, bandanas to wear to protests. we went
0: to... So for her graduation lunch, we went out to eat and we went to a vegetarian slash vegan restaurant. That's so nice of you. Right. But uh, the inside, the thing, they had like a little like cork board or whatever, or maybe it was just like taped to the window. A whole bunch of these little leaflets, you know, like uh, showing you like, oh, you know, cow milk is not for humans and don't eat animals and little baby animals and animals being tortured. And I'm like, wait a second. This is not a vegan restaurant. This is a vegetarian and vegan restaurant. So are they basically crapping on half of, or, you know, I don't know if it's half. Some They're crapping on some percentage of their customers because their menu is not 100% vegan. In fact, their menu, once I looked at it, was maybe 50% vegan, if oh, that.
1: But there's still some tit liquid involved.
0: Right but yeah but the but the but the you know again radicalization there's a mm-hmm. little related video sidebar of like little things that are stuck to their corkboard yes. all about like if you have any dairy products you are you know the worst thing in the world and if you feed cows milk to your children you are a monster right S- that's what's on the corkboard I'm like this that doesn't fit with your restaurant you're insulting your customers and by the way the place was slammed I was like what is going on I had no idea that there were this many people who wanted to go to a vegetarian vegan restaurant in the middle of the day on a Tuesday.
1: Uh-huh. It's very confusing. <sighs> Radicalized. Radicalized.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch for it.
1: I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch that. I, I'm gonna watch that. The uh they should may we should figure out a way maybe with an ad block or something where you could take out that whole recommended area and only do searches. Well, that's
0: how that's how they use YouTube be broken. That's how they use YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you're saying like? Otherwise, like, how
0: would you know what the next thing to watch, what you should watch next? I ran into that.
1: Um, I had about a three day period. I don't know, months, year ago, years ago, where I uh, finally took a dive into Russian dashboard cams for like one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Did I had you see the media? experience. You know, you're just you're hitting yourself just to feel anything, and uh, and I, I I realized fairly quickly because it was, but it's very much that same experience. It was like, okay, I keep hearing about Russian dashboard cams. Like, you know, all the things that they capture, all the violence and all the accidents that people put on uh, the internet. And uh, I went into it a little bit and it started out with the kind of flashy thumbnails, like, wow, 10 crazy things that happen," Or like, here's this one overpass where everybody runs into it. And it all seemed wholesome enough, but it wasn't long before it was getting very, very dark. And it was just like, you know just 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 people getting killed on motorcycles Mm -hmm. as i dove deeper and deeper into recommended videos and we got into like the extreme like 16 people killed on motorcycles video i was like you know this does not
0: this does not feel wholesome to me eventually dead ends and faces of death (laughs) but at least they're
1: at least they're vegan